Welcome uh, back to uh, So Many Comics, So Little Time. Today we're going to be taking a look at, of course, the new Kenobi show. Uh, anyone who's into the uh, the geek, pop culture geek, nerd culture, um, is probably uh, has seen this show or plans on seeing it. This will be our review and commentary. And the way we do things with both um, shows, movies, and comics is we'll give a general impression first and uh, non-spoiler. And then we'll get into, dig a little deeper, and of course then we have to talk about what actually happens in the show. So there will be spoilers, and there will be a, a warning there in case you accidentally started listening to this and you hadn't seen the both episodes yet. So we're looking at both episodes 1 and 2 of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Disney Plus um, released both of them at the same time. Uh, the third episode will hit on uh, next Friday. <laughs> Excuse me. Um and so after that show, of course, we'll do a, a, a quick review. So again, my name is Roger Lee. I am an old time Star Wars fan. And I was there when the original Star Wars movie, which was not called A New Hope back then, it was just Star Wars, hit theaters in 1977. And we first were introduced to the Obi-Wan Kenobi character, played superbly by veteran British actor Alec Guinness. Um, Al Guinness, of course, has passed on since then, and, but in the prequel um, movies from 1999 to 2005, we had a young Obi-Wan Kenobi played superbly by Ian McGregor, and I will say, with the last two of the prequel movies, um, as he grew the beard, he you can imagine him growing into the old Kenobi as portrayed by Alec Guinness. So this... Kenobi show uh, is obviously about Obi-Wan Kenobi. It is set uh, about 10 years after the last prequel movie, which was Revenge of the Sith, released in 2005. Um, those of you who... Uh, uh, I assume people kind of know the background here of Darth Vader and Luke and Leia and all that, so I'm not going to you know, warn you that this is uh, spoilers to the prequels from 15, 16, 17 years ago, but it is sort of. As you probably know, uh, Anakin Skywalker was the Padawan uh, underneath um, Master Kenobi and those movies. And um, Anakin broke the Jedi rule about not forming relationships. He engaged in a secret romance and marriage to um, uh, Padme, played by Natalie Portman. They had uh, uh, twin children. To, as I recall, uh, Anakin was unaware that they survived. Padme did not survive. And then Jimmy Smith's uh, character, Bail Organa, took the girl named Leia back to Alderaan to raise as his own adopted daughter. And um, Obi-Wan Kenobi took young infant Luke back to Tatooine to be raised by his uh, aunt and uncle there who we've seen uh, those characters in both the original trilogy and in the prequel trilogy. And, um, again, the new Kenobi show has a lot of callbacks. I'll just say that right now. Uh, which we're like, ooh, they're back. That's cool. And multiple, multiple characters from various different uh, Star Wars um, pieces. So, <laughs> let's get into, um, basically, I love this show. It was, for a Star Wars fan, 
especially someone who enjoyed very much the original trilogy, who very much enjoyed the prequel uh, trilogy. Uh, there's a few, I think, uh, dialogue issues and, and a few um, casting issues with that that you know people grumble about. But overall, the prequel trilogy was pretty darn good. It filled in a lot of gaps. And then, of course, we have the uh, Clone Wars animated show, which um, follows the adventures of Anakin and Obi-Wan and others um, as uh, uh, the Clone Wars progressed. And then leading, leading up to, of course, the Revenge of the Sith finale. So here we are about ten years later. Obi-Wan is uh, in hiding, right? And uh, Leia is being raised by the Organa family in on Alderaan. And of course she's part of royalty. She's a princess. Her, her, um, father played by Jimmy Smith is an important person. And so this is the young Leia Organa. And we get a glimpse of a young Luke. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, without getting, before we get to the, the spoiler, um, details here, I just want to say the vibe I got from the first two episodes, especially the first episode, was um, kind of a space western. The um, you know Obi Wan is the old gunfighter who has um, uh, hung up his his guns, living the quiet life out in in the desert. Um, then uh, you know uh, an old pal shows up, asking him to ride one more time for the good old days, for the cause. Um, reminds me a lot of uh, the Clint Eastwood movie um, Unforgiven. He played an old gunfighter, didn't want to go back to the violent life, um, raising his kids, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then, you know, an old pal shows up and says, "Hey, we got one more, one more good fight to to, to fight." And um, so, this theme hit me especially in the end of the first episode as Kenobi briefly flings his cloak aside to show his lightsaber on his hip. Um, just like an Old West gunfighter would with his six-gun on his hip. You know, cue the old Marty Robbins gunfighter ballad songs. Um, I played the song, but then, you know, copyright issues, so blah, blah, blah. So, look up Marty Robbins' old gunfighter ballads. Uh, it, it, uh, I, it That went through my mind as I saw this scene. All right, now we're getting into the spoilers. You've been warned. Um, spoilers ahead there are. So, um, we'll talk a lot about the casting here. Um, we see a lot of new characters in this, um, episode, or these two episodes. Um, and some of them we kind of had heard, oh, this actor will be in here. What's the role going to be? Others we, we've been told, you know, if you pay attention to the, um, the, trailers and the news coming out that, oh, they're going to be in this and it's cool. And, but we don't necessarily know the role. So, um, again, overall, I love the show. Uh, the basic storyline is, hey, um, Kenobi's on Tatooine watching over young Luke. Uncle Owen is basically telling uh, Kenobi, stay away. Um, and one of the best lines here is where Kenobi is saying, but, you know, he must be trained when he shows signs of the Force. And Owen hits back with, like, a real burner. Train him as well as you trained his father. Ooh, big burn there. So while this is going on, we also see um, the Inquisitors who are working for Vader. 
Um, they are black clad, evil looking, um, force wielding, um, bad guys who are working for Vader, hunting down the jet, the surviving Jedi. One of the, uh, inquisitors is called, um, third sister. Her first name is Riva. And she is, um, you know, has a thing for getting Kenobi and the, her, her boss in this, the grand inquisitor is basically saying, Hey, we're hunting down any Jedi we find. And there's a young Jedi they're looking for. And, but she's focused on Kenobi and she believes he's around. Um, and it turns out she knows a little bit about the history of the Skywalker clan, as it turns out. So her thinking that Kenobi might be on Tatooine, well, she may be onto something. So there's that in the background, right? And so then we see, um, Leia, the young Leia, uh, is, 10-year-old Leia is, um, very precocious, very smart, uh, very perceptive. Remember, we found out later on, the adult Leia was a force wielder. She had those midichlorians in her. And so, she never really used it explicitly, um, except in a few cases. But I think in, in how the young Leia here is perceiving kind of what people are really thinking and what their, their, their emotional state and why they're doing what they're doing. Um, I, I think that is a, because she, she's a force sensitive person at this point. It's, uh, I think she's starting to show that. And, um, or, I mean, for she's possibly just a very precocious, intelligent 10-year-old girl. But it seems to me that it's very likely that this is slight evidence of being Force-sensitive. We'll see. They may explore that more. They may not. But um, let's talk about, in no real particular order, some of the new characters we see here. And some, you know, played by some major actors uh, in some cases. So... Uh, one of, <laughs> this guy made me laugh. Um, Haja Estri, played by Kumail Nanjiani. This is, uh, Kurgo from the Eternals movie. Um, he's played in many other, uh, uh, movies. He, he's a comedian basically by trade. Um, I love this guy. His character adds a bit of chaos to the plot. Um, is he good or bad? Light side or dark side? Basically, again, spoiler, spoilers here. He is, uh, a grifter. Right, he's kind of a con man with a heart of gold, as it turns out, who um, is is taking payment from people, pretending to be a Jedi, and then helping them get off this planet. Uh, Die use the planet. It's very evocative of um, the world of Harrison Ford's. Um, um, drawing, drawing a total blank on the on the move on the movie here. Um, the uh, we'll come back to that. Uh, one of Harrison Ford's other series. Oh, man, I should have written it down. I don't remember the name off the top of my head. Oh, Blade Runner, thank you. The um, Harrison Ford's Blade Runner urban scenes. It's very, it, to me, it evo- evoked a lot of that. Lots of neon. Um, uh, it's kind of the, the, the seamy, underground uh, economy. Um, so, Haji Estri is helping people. And so when Kenobi confronts him, you know, it's, uh, he basically, you know, helps him lead to, you know, where, where Leia is, etc. But again, we don't know if he's going to be, he's really a good guy or a bad guy, kind of toward, until toward the end. Very good inclusion, and it uh, looks like we we'll, might see this character again later in the show. 
Um, another great new character here is uh, Riva Savender, a.k.a. the third sister, one of the Inquisitors, played by Moses uh, Ingram. Uh, I'm not familiar with this actress at all, uh, but um, as a member of the Inquisitor, um, she's a, a Force user. Um, I did a little background reading. Apparently she is a former Jedi who went to the dark side. Ooh! And... Um, this character is evil to her bones, and I love it. Um, she clearly is a uh, powerful force user, and I dearly want more background info on her. Um, she's going to be a significant uh, force, pardon the pun, in this series, uh, it looks like. So, in here's the thing. Again, I don't know anything about this actress, um, um, but given that Star Wars often connects various powerful force users with familial ties. Think Rey and Palpatine. Think that the whole Skywalker clan, and possibly Yoda and Grogu. My first thought was, is Third Sister possibly connected to Mace Windu? There's rumors that Mace Windu, a.k.a. Samuel, I mean, played by Samuel Jackson, may show up in here. No evidence of that. But, um, uh, there's a certain, you know, uh, uh, surface uh, uh, resemblance here. Uh, and, this character has major force powers, and Mace Windu had major force powers. In fact, he's considered to be one of the most powerful uh, of the old Jedi Council. And she certainly shows this Windu, Samuel Jackson intensity. Um, and we do know that, you know, Jedi had hookups, and Mace could have produced a kid. Uh, a kid he abandoned, perhaps, due to the whole monk-like, relationships are bad for the Jedi mojo that they recite. Uh, which is one of my major problems with the whole Jedi order, but that's another issue. That could explain her hatred of the Jedi. Oh, my dad was a Jedi. He abandoned me. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and or, you know, may be a, some other background thing. But my thought is, rumors Mace Windu might show up somehow. There's this character. Could possibly be his daughter. Age-wise, uh, resemblance-wise, possibly. Force, apparently a very pow powerful force wielder. Not a Sith, because she's not been trained in that regard, but a force wielder working for Vader. Um, again, um, I love characters who just exude evilness. We don't know who her whole reasoning for hunting Kenobi so much, other than it's her job, but she seems to be very, very intense and dedicated to that. So, um, again, I had to look this part up and, um, in, uh, in the written piece here attached to the podcast. We have uh, some sources I, I listed. But we have a character named Tita Grigg, who is played by the actual real-life daughter of Ian McGregor, Esther Rose McGregor. Um, and as uh, was mentioned in uh, um, another review, um, she's uh, basically shows up, tries to uh, sell some galactic drugs to, you know, Spice, etc., to... Uh, Kenobi as he's looking for young Leia and the uh, character played by McGregor's daughter is basically saying you know hey if your daughter's here because he's saying oh I'm looking for my daughter then she's never got, getting out of here so I mean it's a very um, um, interesting moment where Ian McGregor is saying I'm looking for my daughter you know quote daughter looking for Leia who's not his daughter of course talking to his actual real life daughter who says you're never going to find your daughter it was, it was like oh. anyway that was um, a clever bit of casting, I think, and a clever bit of dialogue. So now we get into 
the old characters. Obviously, Obi-Wan, um, Ben Kenobi is the, um, the, the main, uh, character. I mean, it's named for him, obviously. And so, um, Ian McGregor does a good job of returning, uh, to the character. And here we see a lot of, of how Obi-Wan became Ben. As you remember in the original Star Wars movie, um, um, Leia sends R2-D2 looking for uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, the droid ends up with uh, Luke's family. Oh, what a coincidence. And um, Luke asks his aunt and uncle, uh, hey, you know, hey, who's this uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi? Is he related to old Ben, the, the, the hermit? And, you know, Owen and Baru, you know, uncle and aunt, kind of exchange looks and basically give him, ah, he's just a crazy old wizard out in the desert. And Obi-Wan died a long time ago, blah, blah, blah. So, um, how do you turn into Ben? Obviously, it's a pseudonym. He's on the run. Um, but now, this this show brings up a little bit of how he was really turning into Ben and leaving Obi-Wan behind. Um, and also helps explain, given what we've already seen so far in terms of him trying to rescue Leia, why Leia and Han would name their son Ben. Uh, which is uh, a sticking point for a lot of fans after the um, the uh, sequel trilogy. So <laughs> it's um, um, this fills in a few gaps. I was very happy to see that. Um, we have then the uh, another returning character, uh, uh, an actor I've always liked, uh, Bail Organa, played by Jimmy Smits, the uh, uh, senator who adopted young Leia, one of the few people who knows the real story about Anakin and Darth Vader, Padme, uh, and Luke and Leia. And so, very happy to see him reprise his role. And again, his character's uh, work in this is key to getting Kenobi back in the saddle, as it were. You know, you have to rescue my daughter. You know, before they realize who she really is. And questions, will they realize? Probably not given what we know, but you never know. Then we get to the kid, Leia Organa, uh, played by Vivian Lyra Blair. This kid is perfect as a 10-year-old Leia, as referenced by Kenobi saying she reminded him of someone, clearly talk about Padme. This kid is clearly channeling both Nellie Portman and the young Carrie Fisher. Um, plus, she does actually kind of resemble both of them a little bit. Uh, so the casting, whoever did the casting, is perfect. I mean, we could look it up who it is, but it's perfect. And she, she's a good little actress. I mean, you can really believe this is the, the young Leia, based on what we know of older Leia, and also what we know of um, um, her mother Padme. So, very good. Very good job here. Um, the kid is precocious as all get out, and she's not afraid of, of uh, basically saying, hey, <laughs> what? Who? you're not really a Jedi, are you, to Kenobi, which is hilarious. Um, so, there's that. Then we have a surprise cameo. It was like, it showed up as like, oh, is that really him? Oh my gosh. So here we have a uh, clone trooper played by Timura Morrison, who was of course, um, Django Fett, Boba Fett. Um, uh, he plays, you know, all the clone troopers really, really, because, you know, they're clones of, of his original character. So this is a surprise cameo. We see a bearded Morrison as a homeless clone trooper veteran panhandling on the streets of Dayu, this Blade Runner type um, world that Kenobi is on looking for Leia. He appears to be a veteran of the old 501st. Um, I love Kenobi's shock look when he sees one of his old troopers in dire straits. And 
it looks a little bit like the clone trooper may may recognize Kenobi, but we're not 100% sure. So I think, you know, this is only 10 years after the Clone Wars. We're going to see other clone troopers played, of course, by Morrison. Um, and um, who knows what we may end up seeing down the road here, right? Will we actually see uh, Boba Fett? That would be cool. Um, also probably difficult since uh, I think Boba would still be a relatively young man at this point. So we'll see. Um, then we have uh, the reveal here at the end, right? We have, um, Third Sister is chasing after, uh, Kenobi. She is taunting him, saying, you know, hey, I've been sent by Anakin Skywalker, aka Darth Vader, to hunt you down. And we see the look on, on Kenobi's face, it's like, oh, he's alive? From what we understand, and what I've gathered from background reading, etc., the galaxy as a whole does not know Anakin Skywalker was Darth Vader. A relatively small number of people know that. How she knows that is a good question. I hope that's answered. Again, the possible connection to Mace Windu might be play in play here. We'll see. But then his shock at like, oh, he's alive. And then he says the name Anakin. And then the scene cuts to a disfigured man in a back-to-tank. His eyes open. And it is Hayden Christensen reprising his role as Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader from the prequel shows. Um, as I understand it, at the Star Wars celebration down in Anaheim this weekend, they uh, showed this to a huge crowd, and people were just going crazy when they saw Hayden Christensen um, as Darth Vader. So, again... Um, this is a great cliffhanger of an ending. If you're going to end the Kenobi show, episodes one and two, with something like, oh, makes everybody uh, look forward to episode three, this was it. So we have, um, this was an excellent, excellent uh, opening two episodes for the Kenobi show. There's a lot more we could talk about, but again, I don't want to talk forever and ever. Um, there's a lot of good stuff out there. There's a couple links in, uh, I'm gonna put into the uh, written portion of the, of the show, uh, info. Go ahead, uh, click on them, do your research, get ready for episode three. We'll talk about it when we get there. Thank you all very much. This is, uh, so many comics, so little time. Uh, I'm Roger Lee. I'm a long time Star Wars geek slash fan slash I love it all. And we will come back and talk about this after the next episode. Take care, everybody, and may the Force be with you.